This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. everyone uh, this is ham talk live episode number 260 ham radio for dummies recorded live on thursday june 10th 2021 i'm your host neil rapp wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined by ward silver in zero ax and we'll take your calls live later on in the show great to be back after being on hiatus for three weeks uh, with the move from Bloomington, Indiana to Union, Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati. And uh, so this is the first uh, attempt at the show from uh, Union, Kentucky. So we'll, we'll hopefully uh, everything will go well. Uh, I found everything but one cord and I found a, a replacement right away, so so hopefully uh, everything sounds like it usually does, and uh, we'll we'll get it all uh, figured out. And if you want to see a picture of the new setup, you're not going to see one because it's just boxes. That that's all there is. Well, uh, you know we had uh, reruns on WTWW, and uh, so hope you enjoyed those if you listen over there, and. Um, of course, you can listen to any of our past shows anytime by visiting hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And you can catch the rebroadcast each week on WTWW. That's 5085 AM. And that happens Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 PM Eastern time. Well, field day is coming up, which means it's time once again for the 100 Watts in a Wire tune-up event. Uh, June 11th through 13th, so that's uh, that's now uh, in UTC time. Uh, so get out and get on the air. You can work alone as a member of a team um, either way, and um, stations that set up portable antennas will be limited to 100 watts. Uh, at the end of the event, you can turn in your totals and be entered into a random drawing for prizes. Uh, the purpose of this is to just exercise and test out the equipment in preparation for field day. So that started at uh, 0,000 UTC, and uh, that's going to go through 23.59 on Sunday. Any band, any mode, anywhere, even your shack, uh, just give your call sign. If you have a 100 watts and a wire ID, give that uh, your state, province, or country, and a true signal report so make sure you check out uh christian's uh, 100 watts of the wire tune-up event so get your questions ready to go if you're listening to us live on thursday night you can give us a call later on in the show let me give you the telephone number so you have that ready just in case 
uh, or actually not just in case, when it's time to call in, I should say, uh, that number is 859-982-7373. Again, the phone number, have that handy. It's 859 859- Nine eight two seventy three seventy three. We'll give that out again uh, when it's time to call, and a little later on in the show. And uh, you can also find it in all the descriptions and promotions for the show. So uh, give us a call uh, later on, and we'll talk to Ward about uh, the Ham Radio for Dummies book. You can also tweet us if you'd rather type. Uh, it's at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, and I'll be back with Ward right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. It's that time of year again. Field Day is from June 26th to 27th, and ICOM has the base station of your dreams with the IC7300 and IC9700 SDR transceivers and the portable SDR transceiver, the IC705. These amateur radios are top of the line and are the choice for DXers and contesters across the globe by helping operators cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Be a field day leader with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 is the radio that changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and an SD memory card slot. Real HF fun starts here. And you can create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF and VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. A 4.3-inch color touchscreen with real-time spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, and dual-watch operation and full-duplex operation in satellite mode. Expect top performance on field day with ICOM's IC9700. And, of course, the IC705 is the perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and outdoors on field day. It's the perfect QRP companion. This base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, 70 centimeters, and weighs in at just under 2 pounds. It has the 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, 5 watts out with the battery, 10 watts with the power supply, does full D-Star, sideband, CW, AM, and FM modes. It has a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, and micro SD card slot, integrated GPS, a GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard. The perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations, a day in the park, or some contesting. Visit the IC705 webpage to view accessories and free software available for download. And you can check all that out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. You can find more information on all of ICOM's radios there. Again, it's icomamerica.com 
slash amateur. We're not sure what's up with the fifth dentist, but four out of five dentists recommend listening to Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Ward Silver in Zero AX joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Hotline. Ward was first licensed at age 16 in 1972 and worked professionally in broadcasting and product development engineering. Ward is an avid contester and DXer and one of the founders of the World Radio Sport Team Championships. He is currently the president of the Yasme Foundation and the lead editor of the ARRL Handbook and Antenna Books. Uh, he's authored many others, such as ARRL License Study Guides, Ham Radio for Dummies, which is now in its fourth edition, and a book on station grounding and many, many, many articles. He was the 2008 Dayton Amateur of the Year and in 2015 was inducted into the CQ Contest Hall of Fame. And he's also a longtime instructor at Contest University in Dayton. So, Ward, welcome back to the show. Hi, Neil. It's great to be back. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk to folks. Yeah, now, now the, I got a copy of the... Uh, of the book, the fourth edition of Ham Radio for Dummies that, that you gave me to uh, do a review for Amateur Radio Newsline, and uh, I, I just have to record that. I wrote it last night, and got it. we're going to do a little review on uh, Newsline about it. But uh, tonight we get the long version here. We can we can spend quite a bit of time talking about the new book and and this. You know, the the Dummies books have been out for a good while now, and and. It really targets people who are thinking about getting started in something or or are kind of a beginner and and ham radio is no exception so uh let's talk a little bit about the target audience for the book and the purpose of of doing the four dummies book for ham radio right um everybody is a dummy about something, and um ham radio being so big um there are a lot of areas where we don't know what's uh, what's going on and want to find out stuff. Um, a lot of new things being introduced all the time. And the dummies format lends itself well to an easy read where you can just scan through the book, pick out uh, what you're interested in, and, um, and then go on your way. And so the idea behind the book is a desktop Elmer, and it's for hams who – just got licensed and are now wondering, well, now what? And um, unless you've got somebody to take you under their wing and answer every question, you really need that that help or you have to go searching for it online. And so I tried to pull the most common and most um, widely used and experienced aspects of ham radio into one volume. And then there's a lot of people out there that have heard about ham radio, but they don't really know what it is, and uh, of course, you ask anybody uh, in the hobby, you'll get their particular view. And so, um, this is a good introduction to what is this ham radio business, and what do people get out of it? How does it work? 
Do I have to get a license? That kind of stuff. So it helps introduce people to ham radio. And then once they take the plunge and get that ticket, it'll help them uh, find out how to do stuff, um, what's out there, and have more fun. So they'll be more willing to stick with it. That seems to be working, Neil. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, you're in the fourth edition now, so you must be doing something right. Um, or, or there wouldn't wouldn't have been a second and a third and a fourth. So yeah, uh, there's uh, very few uh, fourth editions of Dummies books. So I must be doing something <laughs> right. There you go. Well, as I was reading it, a lot of things came to mind, and and there were a couple of things in there that I hadn't heard about. Um, they were they were kind of small, but you know there were a couple of things in there that I I didn't know about. Uh, but it it made me think of just how much stuff you really need to learn. I mean, there's there's so much stuff in this book, and and you've mm-hmm. done a great job of of putting it into. Uh, digestible chunks, small pieces of information. But I got to thinking, oh, my gosh, all of these terms that I use all the time and, and, and as a teacher and, and, you know, teaching ham radio in the schools, it's been, you know, oh, my gosh, no wonder this is, you know, consuming my energy mm-hmm. because there's a lot there. There's a lot to learn. Uh, K1ZZ, the longtime leader, uh, CEO uh, of the uh, ARL, used the phrase a lot. I don't know if it was his originally, but a ham radio license is really a license to learn. Yes, there's a lot to learn. You don't have to learn at all. You can specialize if you want, and some people do that, and they are perfectly happy and uh, successful hams without doing a whole lot of different things. But Pretty much, um, I think most of us tend to do several things, and once we get started, we look around and, and we see different stuff out there. Plus, there's new technology coming around all the time. And, yes, you're right about jargon, especially uh, older hams, more experienced hams, even even young ones who've been a ham for a few years. You, you tend to throw around a lot of jargon. Q signals, you know, what are Q signals? We, we just use them as if everybody knew what they were. And, and that's something that a new ham has to learn. I remember being mystified by CW Pro signs like ES. What is this ES business? And then finally, um, after several weeks, somebody explained to me that it meant and, and it was just an abbreviation, but I had no idea. So, um, it's a book where you can find little bits of stuff to answer your questions. Um, and I have to tip my cap to the dummies designer people at Wiley. They have set this up so that all the dummies books have that bite size uh, approach to things. And they're very readable. I have a whole stack of dummies books on my shelf for different topics. I wanted to learn about geocaching. So I got the geocaching book and you can just scan it in a couple of nights and, hey, by golly, you have a sense of what the jargon is and what it's about, and then you can dig in deeper if you want. So the book is not a a detailed how-to step-by-step. It tells you what's going on. It explains some of the jargon, the basic concept, and it says, here's where you can find out all that you need to know. 
and points the reader in the direction. And hopefully that uh, results in them going and having a good experience. I, I also was trying to wrap my brain around how many web links went into this book because you've got a link for just about everything. And, and that's got to be a monumental task. Well, and they changed too. Um, yeah. There were a few that between the, the draft of the book going to the editors and then checking the final layout, some of them changed. Um, I think the key to that is to use the highest level uh, URL on the website that you can. Hopefully um, the uh, uh, website doesn't change, but if it does, uh, you can you can find the top level and and then search for the topic. Anyway, uh, there are many dozen ham uh, URLs in the book the links, and I tried to have a link for almost every topic because uh, you can't explain everything um, uh, completely and keep the book manageable. Yeah. Absolutely. And you did a, did a great job with that. And, and I really like to, the, you know, the terminology is always, you know, highlighted and, and you know, the bold face for the, the terms and just makes it really easy to, uh, to allow people to, to learn uh, what's going on. Well, let's talk about some of these big changes that, that you made uh, to the fourth edition. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much every portion of the book was updated to some degree, and this was a big set of changes. Um, the last edition was written before FT8 and before DMR and um, uh, other big changes like uh, the pandemic, and so there was an awful lot to, uh, to incorporate into the new edition. So every portion got touched to some degree. Um, I made the biggest changes in the sections on how to tune radio and how to make a contact, uh, those sections, because SDR, software-defined radio technology, has changed many radios and their user interfaces, and it's no longer just a knob in numbers anymore for most radios. So that has to be worked in. At the same time, there's a tremendous amount of uh, legacy technology out there, all the analog stuff. So a new ham will be confronted with radically different uh, types of technology. So I had to rework all of that. And then, uh, like I said, FT8 was introduced uh, in 2017, I think, um, and then started taking the world um, by storm and, that was right after the previous edition. So by the time this edition got started, FT8 was the dominant um, method of making QSOs, and it's wildly different than, um, than previous technologies. And uh, DMR has come on as one of the big digital voice modes. So you have repeaters with System Fusion, D-Star, DMR, and uh, P25, and, and others are out there. And that's becoming one of the most common um, technologies uh, for repeaters. So I can't just say repeaters and talk about regular old analog FM. Uh, they are sharing the bands with this new digital stuff. And then because of um, the pandemic really accelerated it, but the exam process has been updated so you can take a uh, an exam using a remote session, the greater 
LA area radio group, uh, G-L-A-A-R-G, is um, the leading organization doing remote sessions. So we had to uh, incorporate that into what is the process of getting a license. There are new topics in the exam question pool and um, operating practices. Uh, they are updated to popular techniques and specialties like parks on the air and uh, summits on the air and youngsters on the air. I, I love the on the air part. That's really what amateur radio is about. But you've got all these new communities within amateur radio, and it's important to introduce those. And then you've got all the technical changes. So there's technical guidances, uh, guidance about radios and antennas and tools, all sorts of stuff. So as you might imagine, um, a lot of the book has been changed. It's about um, 20% thicker than the uh, previous edition, and uh, that indicates uh, the scope of the hobby is getting broader every day, every week. So um, it's a moving target, and I really, um, really did touch a lot of it this time, Neil. Well, you sure did. I mean, there's just uh, so many changes and so much new stuff out there. And uh, and you did a fabulous job of trying to catch a little bit of all of it in this book. Now, if somebody picks up this book that's interested in ham radio or, or just getting started in ham radio, you know, is, is this going to help them with the the license exam? Well, it it will help them with the license exam. It is not a traditional study guide where the questions are listed and then there's a discussion of why the correct answer is what it is. Um, there are plenty of really good exam study guides out there. There's the ARRL guide. There's um, the W5YI, Gordo, uh, KB6NU, uh, just quite a few. Uh, if you type in radio amateur exam study guide, you'll get um, a whole handful of really good books, websites, flashcards, um, videos, that will help you with specific questions. That said, in the book, uh, the dummies, um, uh, all the books have these things called icons over at the left margin of each page. And um, one of them is tip, T-I-P. This is a tip, something you need to know. So if the topic is covered on the exam, I put a tip icon on the page and they say, you know, you might want to study this because it's a topic that's on the exam, but I don't get into the exact questions. So it's not a traditional study guide, but it does point you in the right direction. I hope that answers your question. Thank you. Yep. Just want to make sure people realize that, you know, it's it's not necessarily a licensed study guide, although uh, there's a lot of information in there that will definitely help and, and help understand what's going on all right well it's time for a break um so we're going to come back with ward we'll talk more about ham radio for dummies and maybe some other stuff uh right after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live thanks for choosing tower electronics how may we help you today we have pl259s we have in connectors we have sma adapters we have bnc adapters what can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, 
soldering irons and meters? Where's the tower? <laughs> Ma- ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fests across the country that we visit, but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. Tower Electronics. Visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Your host, Neil Rapp, may be two radials short of a full ground system, but he's back now with more Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics has got some ham fests coming up. Hedgerow, Ohio, June 5th. Chelsea, Michigan, June 6th. Uh, let's see. Oh, I missed it. Sorry about that. Uh, Newberry, Michigan is June 12th, though, coming up uh, this weekend. At the fairgrounds this year, that's up in the UP. Uh, Monroe, Michigan, June 20th. And Oak Creek, Wisconsin, July 10th. You can visit them anytime, anywhere at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live's on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And before we get back to Ward, it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week within 9 GSU. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9 GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I decided I wanted to operate portable while skiing. Boy, that went downhill fast. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9 GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh, yes, it went downhill fast. (laughs) Well, it's time for your calls right now. So if you have a question for Ward, now's the time to call us. It's 859-982-982. 7373. We'll give that out again here in just a second. Or you can tweet us. It's at Ham Talk Live on Twitter. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or you're listening to the podcast edition, uh, you won't be able to reach us because we're doing this live on Thursday night. But again, the phone number, if you'd like to call in, is 859-982-7373. 73. Well, one of our commenters is uh, our friend Michael Coulter, WHCI, from the Dayton Hamvention. And Michael says, Ward is an incredible powerhouse for amateur radio, is an author and incredible leader of Yasme. Uh, Low-key, but yet uh, a wonderful contribution. 
uh, and also as an astonishing supporter of youth. In fact, we may talk a little bit about youth here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, also mentions that your book is coming out on Audible. So uh, give us the information on the audio version of the book. Well, the audio version um, is um, converted directly from the text using the Audible process that uh, Wiley has. So it's uh, a direct text to uh, to audio, and there's also an electronic ebook version of it. So whatever platform you care to uh, consume Ham Radio for Dummies in, you will be able to get it. Okay, so you can you can catch it there as well. And I did put the link to the fourth edition on the uh, description in the uh, show uh, description. So you can check that out as well if you need a direct link uh, to the new book. All right, well, 859-982-7373 is the number. The phone lines are open. And we have a tweet from Brett, WY7BG, that says, Neil, glad to see your podcast resume. You keep moving closer and closer to Dayton. Is that a coincidence? Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's convenient, that's for sure. An hour and 20 minutes away now. You'll have to... You'll have to move right into the parking lot. You'll have one of those coveted parking spots. Well, my good friend, Dr. Scott Wright, KZORMD, keeps telling me that I need to I need to just move to Xenia so that way I can rent out parking spots. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know. We, we, we're trying to get into this house, let alone another one, but... Uh, we're going to, ha- we're going to have to move again soon because, because we've got this HOA thing going on here. So we're, we're going mm-hmm. to have to figure out some antennas for the meantime, but, uh, yeah, I don't want to think about moving again. We haven't even got this one done yet. All right. Well, 859-982-7373. That- Go ahead. We, uh, you're going to have to, uh, uh, evaluate the remote station, um, possibilities. I talk about that in the book too. That's incredibly popular and there's a lot of technology for that now. Yes, there is. And and that's something that uh, we've tried to make available to some of the youth uh, in Yoda. And and we'll talk about that uh, here in just a minute. Um, But uh, there's also the uh, remote ham radio uh, youth program that that provides that to youth, but uh, another way to uh, to do remote work. So there's, there's several options there. I may have to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to try to string up a dipole though, at least until I can, until we move again and I can get a good tower up, but we'll see how that goes. Well, let's talk about the book again. Let's, let's get back to the topic here. Is, is this only for beginners? Is, is that it? No, not at all. Um, it, certainly uh, addresses questions that beginners have, but ham radio is really um, enormous. It's so broad that nobody knows everything about ham radio anymore. There used to be years and years ago, if you read QSD cover to cover, you pretty much touched everything going on in ham radio, but that's no longer the case. So uh, especially if you specialized in one area for a while, uh, other things have grown up. Uh, there's other options, 
and you might uh, want to, what is this uh, business about FT8 or uh, what is this about remote uh, stations? How do you do that? Um, so you can flip through the book, get a sense of what that is, find some resources to dive deep if you want. And uh, it's a quick window into a lot of different areas of the hobby. 859-982-7373 is the phone number if you have a question or a comment for Ward Silver in 0AX, the author of Ham Radio for Dummies, and it's in its fourth edition. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the youth because you've been uh, working on this Yoda thing too, and we're very grateful for Yasmi's support of uh, the Youth on the Air camp, which I was just looking at the calendar, is a month and a day away. Um, and that may have uh, caused my blood pressure to just go up because <laughs> that means I only have a month left to finish it up. Uh, but uh, you've been doing some really cool things um, with the uh, Youth on the Air group um, internationally. And uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that's that are going on uh, within the Americas region two um, <laughs> with Yoda. Well, we'll back up a second now, let folks know what Yoda um, is and where it comes from. Uh, Yoda stands for youngsters on the air in region one, which is ITU um, breaks the world up into three regions and uh, region one is Europe and Africa region two is the Americas and region three is Oceania and um, uh, Asia. So they use the term youngsters uh, like we use the term youth. Um, It's basically anybody under the age of 25. So Yoda region one got its start. um, Oh, maybe uh, a dozen years or so ago. And it was a, a organic kind of thing. It grew from individual groups of youngsters um, getting together, young hams, uh, um, students interested in ham radio. Uh, Florian, uh, Y09, I think his call is YGF. I'm, I can never remember it. Uh, sorry about that, Florian. And uh, then later, Lisa Leanders, PA2LS, uh, acted as um, they didn't manage the group, but they sort of administered it and helped get going. And it's taken off. Um, there are hundreds of young uh, amateurs in Region 1 that um, in, are engaged in Yoda activities. They have camps. They have on-the-air events, et cetera, et cetera. So the next question was, well, why don't we have Yoda over here in Region 2 in the Americas? And um, we uh, have been banging around with that for a little while. And uh, with Zoom uh, taking off and making it possible for people to meet uh, all over the world, and we had Zoom and GoToMeeting and uh, uh, you know Skype and Teams and all this kind of stuff. We had a platform. So IARU Region 2 leadership um, uh, responded favorably to the idea of creating a Yoda liaison, not necessarily a manager, but somebody who could act as a, um, a visible person to contact and ask questions and help connect people. That was uh, Sterling Coffee, N-Zero, Sugar Sugar, Charlie. 
Um, and Sterling is a ARL youth editor in the past and is a familiar face um, in the under 25 uh, ham radio scene. So he became the liaison and I helped Sterling uh, with administrative things. And we started out uh, with the proposal that we would ask um, if anybody was out there in Region 2 who was working with youth and what were they doing and uh, how does it work and can you tell us about it? We don't want to manage their program. We just want to know about it. And things started um, to accelerate, and now we have a group of well over 30 youth leaders around South America, the Caribbean, Central America, and Canada um, who meet every couple of weeks and uh, maybe we have a topic or maybe somebody has done something or maybe somebody has an idea um, and we discuss it for 90 minutes to two hours and it's been very useful in discovering who's out there doing what, what are they finding uh, works, what kind of interesting programs do they have. Uh, the challenges have been that we have uh, the mix of languages. If Spanish is the predominant language in Central America and South America, but it's by no means um, the only language. The Brazilians uh, use Portuguese, and in the Caribbean, uh, English is very popular. And so we've had to have um, Spanish meetings and English meetings and that kind of thing. So we're trying to help people reach across their cultural and country lines to help each other. We have some hams in uh, Argentina who have started working with hams in Peru. And uh, we're finding out about STEM programs in Panama and Mexico. And they're making those uh, visible to the other groups. The Brazilians are have a big challenge right now with COVID. But um, when they come back, they're going to resume working with hams in contest stations. And then in the Caribbean, the uh, uh, the driving force there was the hurricanes and the damage that the hurricanes caused, and people were very interested in this ham radio thing. So that's starting to open up some youth opportunities, particularly in uh, uh, Puerto Rico um, and Dominica and um, other of the islands. So we're getting that started. It's basically a meet and greet, but the idea is to share ideas and um, YASME, uh, a foundation of which um, I'm the president, it's one of, a very old ham radio foundation. Uh, we funded a couple of programs uh, for youth within that group. So it's starting to catch a fire, as they say. And I'm hopeful that we'll have Yoda events, a lot like your Youth on the Air camp coming up here in a month and a day. And um, there's also activity burgeoning in uh, Region 3, Japan, Indonesia, Thailand. So this is starting to um, take off around the world, and I'm just really pleased to uh, help in any way I can, Neil. Well, you've been uh, a fabulous help in uh, in getting the camp going and get, getting that ball rolling and now getting um, – people talking to each other and it's, it's been a lot of fun to, to sit in on those and, and offer some things, but uh, also just to kind of sit back and, and hear what uh, other countries are doing and, and try to share some, some ideas and, and 
gain some knowledge uh, from the the collective of all of us. And uh, so it's, it's been a been a great thing. Well, we're just about out of time here, Ward, but uh, I want to give you a chance to, to make any uh, closing comments that uh, you'd like to do and, and remind everybody where they can find the book. Okay, thanks. Um, well, the book is uh, sold uh, online. All you have to do is type in Ham Radio for Dummies, and you'll find uh, the various editions. Uh, it's sold in Amazon, obviously, uh, uh, you'll find the ebook there. Uh, the audible version is available. Ham radio distributors like DX Engineering and Ham Radio um, Outlet are selling it, and uh, so it's available. Uh, it's not very expensive. I think the going price is just a little over twenty bucks. And um, if you've got a young ham or a relative or an acquaintance that wants to know about ham radio, this would be a good way to introduce them at a pretty low cost, I think, uh, compared to most uh, big technical reference books for sure. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the youth camp do real well this year. We should have some more Yoda events. And once we're meeting in person again, I expect to see some really great pictures and reports and videos from the uh, younger hams getting together and doing their own thing. And I think that's really important. They need to get together and do their own thing and what makes sense to them in the way that works for them and addresses their needs. And the rest of us who have been around for a while, uh, we need to help facilitate that and help make that happen. I think it's a great opportunity for us all, Neil. I totally agree. And, uh, and that is, uh, you know, one of the things that we're really trying to do with, with the camp is get that infrastructure set up so that, you know, the, the young people can, can take that over for the most part. Uh, and, and that's really important. Uh, when, when students get ownership of things, uh, they tend to put a lot more into it. They tend to, uh, to do uh, much better. And so this is a great chance to, to do that. So again, thank you for all of your support and in, in making that happen. And, and we'll talk with you next time. Thanks a lot, Neil. Um, I look forward to it. Okay. And again, uh, there'll be a review coming up on amateur radio Newsline, So make sure you, you check that out. But uh, for tonight, that is a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live. I'd like to thank my guest, Ward Silver, N0AX, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in tonight and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, coming up in two weeks, two weeks from tonight, uh, we're going to have the annual Field Day Last Second Question and Answer Show uh, with ARRL contest manager Paul Bork, N1SFE. And if you... Uh, have a last second question about field day. This is your chance to get that answered. So that's June 24th, uh, right here on Ham Talk Live. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, be sure to check out hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That helps other people find the show faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 73. 
888-345-7575. And may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call. The readability five and strength nine. You never once mentioned your weather at all. And I didn't mention mine. We talked and talked for hours and hours. I completely forgot you're a ham. I don't know your power or the height of your tower. Frankly, I don't give a damn. For 73 to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. Your 73s to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. 